coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. The three M privileges, money, media, and mobility. We're going to talk about the second of the three M privileges, media. Today, we're going to try to convince you that all media and devices in the home should belong to mom and dad. This includes TV, movies, internet, social media, books, and music. We're going to discuss some of the things to consider in your family council as your family comes up with rules about media in your home. We're also going to talk about how unfettered access to media can act as kryptonite to your kids developing their superpowers. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. Today has actually three quick jokes about social media. Number one, I want to make a Facebook account and the name will be Nobody. So that when I see stupid stuff people post, I can like it, and it will say, nobody likes this. Number two, behind every successful student, there's a deactivated Instagram account. Number three, I wonder what Pinterest employees do to waste their time at work. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We're your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd. And we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. Today, we're going to be talking about the three M privileges. You know, the three things that that need, that actually the parents need to be, be in control of in the home. That need to be, to, the three things that need to be limited in the home that kids should not have, basically, the kids shouldn't have unlimited access to these three things. And they are money, media, and mobility. And we, uh, the last podcast, we talked about why it's so critical to make sure that your kids don't have unlimited access to money. That's, the, the issue is, when kids have unlimited access to, to these three things, it's too much of a burden for them. It, it's too hard for them. It's, not, it's actually not fair to put that level of responsibility on them. It's, it's too much. It's for just their, a little bit premature. It's it's too much for their little brains. They're still developing. They need to be, they can have access to these things, but they need mom and dad to guide them and coach them through it. So just like when you're, when they're first starting to learn to drive, you're like, okay, here are the car keys, go drive and let me know how it turns out. Like you don't do that. You want to ease them into it. You're in the car with them. You're in the front seat. But the, the idea is you're there with them as they're learning to drive. You know, same same idea where when it comes to money, when it comes to media, and when it comes to mobility. And so we talked about money last time. This time we're going to be talking about media. And this, Hannah, this is a difficult topic. Okay. It's a huge it's, topic. It, it and there's no huge. way we can cover all of it. But the key that you and I have learned is, and this is, this is the, the magic key, this is the secret to helping your kids developing their superpowers and becoming who they could be and and avoiding the kryptonite of the world is for mom and dad to be in control of and to own all of the media in the home. And this is, for some people, this is sacrilege. (gasps) How could you even suggest such a thing? But again, we've raised or are in the process of raising 13 children. We've had some very sad experiences where we know this is a correct principle. But the, the idea is, if you don't do this, it may be, you may be fine. Or, much more likely, you're going to run into all sorts of problems that could have been avoided if all you did was simply do what we're, we're going to suggest. And that is, mom and dad control, own and control all the media in the home. And that includes uh, video games, TV, uh, the, the, the TV, uh, access to movies, music, the internet, social media, and magazines, books, and other print materials. All of that should, if it's in the home, it should belong to and be owned by mom and dad. And we're going we're gonna to talk about it. We're going to try to convince you why you might want to go that route. Yeah, this, this and, I guess this is our big, big yeah, attempt to try to convince we're, you we're gonna, to, yeah, like, to, like, to, to, to agree with us, I guess. 
So, so hear us out. But you know, I was talking to one of our customers the other day, and we were kind of we were talking about how she had grown up in the 80s. I, I was a teenager in the 90s. And we were talking about how different things are now raising kids than when our parents did. And what's funny is I'm from a large family and I'm one of the older kids in a large family. And so, you know, a lot of what I've shared on Money Pants has been my observation from the family I grew up with because a lot of different personalities, a lot of right. different experiences there, as well as my own large family. But what's funny... Yeah, two, two very different perspectives, yeah. though. One growing up in a large family, and then the other is having a large family of your own. Yes, but my, my parents had the interesting experience. Their youngest... Uh, youngest uh, son is about the age of my oldest uh, teenagers. And so I have brothers and sisters that are are the age, uh, almost the age of my own kids. And so my mom was telling me, she's like, yeah, you know, back when I raised you older kids, the, the theory of the day was, hey, you know, you don't want your kids to get into trouble. All you have to do is keep them busy and, and they'll stay out of trouble. I, mean, and I, so, I remember when we were in Burbank, I heard that with, with some parents. They're like, oh, no, all we do is keep so, our daughter so-and-so busy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her. I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. Where that was a common like tactic that, that parents used and used successfully. Yeah. And so they'd be like, yeah, you're signed up for dance. You're signed up for this. You're signed well, up no, for no, sports. Well, no, no, what's the age-old adage, you know, um, idle hands are the tool of the devil, you know. So yeah, just keep your kids busy. You keep your kids busy, they won't get in trouble. Well, my mom was like, that used to work. But it doesn't work anymore. And she said things changed when the internet came out, uh, but more especially when smartphones came out. Because she's like, yeah, I'd send my kids to, hey, they're on the wrestling team. Or because like all my older brothers had done wrestling or, you know, sports and things like Mm -hmm. that. That's what she had done. And she goes, but as soon as like all these kids had smartphones, and, you know, they're going on bus rides to to go compete or they're sitting around in between practices. Unfortunately, what was happening is all these kids were watching porn and really nasty stuff, like n- n- not <laughs> like hardcore, really bad stuff. The graphic stuff. And yeah. so she's like, all of a sudden it wasn't. Not those raunchy movies from the 80s. No, these are, <sighs> this is like the really hardcore stuff. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, it, it all of a sudden it kind of threw her for a, a loop as far as being a parent. And, and this is this is a woman who like all her, you know, got all her kids like top students and, you know, Half just more doctors now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's she knew what she was doing and yet that when that change happened, she was kind of like, oh. Well, no, because we went to her for advice because we kind of ran into the same problem. We're like, hey, I'm like, what mom, do you do? what do I do about this? She's like, I'm dealing with the same problems. I don't know. This is new. And what I used to do, I used to do this and this and this. That doesn't work anymore. And so really, uh, us as parents right now, we're going, we don't like, we we don't have parents and grandparents who experience the same things that we're having to deal with as parents. Right. So that's what we're talking about today, kind of. And we're going to talk about it from different aspects of why, like we said, why you would want to be the one who owns and controls all media in the house. And and so... Well, I think we should start with the story. And we've told the story before, but in a different context. And that was one of our customers. They made the mistake of overpaying one of their children for doing, I believe it was the dishes. I thought it was cleaning windows. Was it cleaning windows? I think it was like $5 per window or so, something. Anyway, ridiculous. and this kid really, really wanted an Xbox. They way overpaid him. And within a couple of weeks, he worked really hard. And he was super motivated. And the mom's like, wow, Money Pants is amazing. And then she promptly, she gave him the money. And he promptly went out and bought himself Xbox with a game cartridge. And plopped himself down in front of that and would not lift a finger yeah, after that. Yeah, I was going to say, they never heard from him again. <laughs> And they never heard from him again. Basically, that's what happened, though, is is he got what he wanted, and he had no motivation to do anything else. If they had just reframed it slightly differently and said, hey, and here's the key, is 
he was working hard. So the parents knew they were onto something because they're like, whoa, we couldn't get him to work before. But now he has the possibility of buying this Xbox and he's working really hard. Ah, we've latched onto something. That they discovered, and I don't think they realized it because we never talked about it, but they discovered their kid's hot button. And every kid has a different one. For this kid, though, it's and a hot button is what that kid would do anything to get. Mm-hmm. And for this kid, it was this Xbox. Mm-hmm. And I think a specific game that he wanted. But it was the, the whole package, the Xbox plus the game cartridge or DVD or CD or whatever it was. And he worked really hard to get it. Well, they could have and should have reframed it just a little bit and said, hey, we know you want this. We have, we're going to buy it for you. No, we, we're going to buy it. We're, yeah. We're, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. We're going to buy it and we will let you use it. Every week. Every week for two hours if you get your, if, if you earn at least a certain amount of money on your Money Pants point chart or if you get a certain number of mastery points, if you get your habit bonus and your job bonus, it, that, that's how they should have set it up where mom and dad are still, they still own it. They own the console as well as the game. Remember, mom and dad own all the media. And then the kids are the ones who are allowed to use it. Yeah. So like if you end up buying a game and you're like, "Uh, I actually, this isn't an appropriate game or something, you can throw it away. It's yours, you know, and, and, but you, you're in control. Yeah, if your kid bought it though, and it's inappropriate. And that's the other thing is if your kid's the one buying the media and you get it and you're like, hey. That, that song has bad lyrics or that movie has a bad scene in it or I don't like the the graphics in the, the, this video game. It's too violent. And you take it and throw it away. You're going to really damage your relationship with your kid because they're like, hey, what, that was my game. I, I worked really hard I to get really it. I worked really hard to get and that. And you just up and, and threw it away and all of a sudden you're damaging the relationship and, and it, it's it's a bad thing. Yeah. So so, uh, so we, we see avoid that. Just make sure mom and dad own the media up front. But also it, it was like, okay, yeah, you got him to work for two weeks and to work on himself and improve himself for two weeks. And then you kind of shot your wad on that. It's just uh, if you want to really leverage something like that, don't make it a, don't give it to them. And then now they have unlimited access. Make it a privilege. Make it under, it's yours. So it was you actually, a, it, it was a double whammy. They, not only did they let him buy it, so it was his, but they also gave him unlimited access to it. So yeah. it just, don't do either one of those yeah, things. Yeah, and, and we've also shared the story of the mom with younger kids where she couldn't get her kids to... to well, well, hold on, hold on, before we go there. The whole concept is, Hannah, the supply and demand. Say he, you don't let him play the, the console all weekend. You say, no, 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 you get your jobs done, earn your habit bonus, earn your job bonus, and you can have a two-hour window where you can play the game. Yeah, and how much better would that have been for him? Because if oh. he had to do his habits... Not only would he be working on his work ethic every week, but he would be exercising. He'd be getting to bed on time. He'd be developing talents, maybe like developing skills at basketball or improving his grades in school. Or a musical talent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it would have kept him more well-rounded as opposed to, yeah, now he's in his room all the time with his Xbox. All day, every day. And and, you were joking, but literally it was it was very similar to yeah. he bought the Xbox and the parents never saw him again. And how many, I think all of us can think of at least one kid that we know that's exactly like that. All kids aren't like that, but this kid was. And we all know kids that are like that where they just, they're, they're glued to the, the computer screen, whatever game it may be. Yeah. So yeah. And it could and, be on a computer. And it could be a game yeah, console. Like it could be a phone. It's like the personality. I guess we'll talk about that more in yeah. a minute here. But similar to that story of that um, young, I guess he was a tween when this happened. Mm-hmm. We've we've shared the stories of the mom with the younger kids where she couldn't get her kids. She couldn't motivate her kids to lift a finger. And she said, all they want to do is, is just sit there and watch cartoons. They don't want to do, I can't get them. I, I offer them this. I offer, I, so it doesn't work to reward your kids. And we're like, um, could just unplug turn your TV. The, turn off the TV. <laughs> You're the mom. <laughs> you know, I, at that point, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you do own the TV, but it's a privilege. And But keep it as a privilege the entire time your kids live in your home. Yeah. And, well, uh, okay, and here's part of the problem. You already own the property. You already own the house. You already pay for the electricity. I mean, yeah, maybe your kids did buy the TV, but even even so, it's your house, your property, your electricity. Ah, uh, just... 
take it one more step and make sure that you own the TV too and make sure you own all the media. And we'll talk about kind of if you so, if it's not that way, we'll talk about kind of some solutions for that. Yeah. In a so um, we've talked in the past about the concept of directed spending, where money pants isn't about okay, this is your money, buy whatever you want. When you no, se- no it, it's not a free for all. Yeah. When you you set up when you do money pants, you have to set up the rules of the game, and the rules of the game come with boundaries. This money can only be used for these categories, these things. Mm -hmm. It's not a free-for-all. But also, for example, yeah, you're buying your own clothes now. However, we have these modesty standards, or I don't want you buying a shirt with uh, a gang symbols or offensive language. That's not allowed. And if you buy that and bring it in my home... You you know it's gone. Well, no, because remember it, with with directed spending, instead of you buying stuff for your kids, they're now earning that money and buying that stuff themselves. Well, they're not allowed buying stuff that you wouldn't have bought for them before. Yeah, like you wouldn't have bought them the things with the the, the gang symbols on it or in, uh, inappropriate images or words or whatever on on their clothing. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have done that. So yeah. You, they're not allowed to either. It's not like that shouldn't be a big shift. Yeah. That so, shouldn't be a so problem. So when you're setting up money pants, just l- letting them know, hey, you're like, I I tell my kids, you're allowed buying candy at the store, and but it has to be it has to be in the amount that you can eat it before you get home. Because we don't allow candy in our <laughs> because home. Because I don't want candy around the house for many reasons. Ants. Um, ants. <laughs> um, rotten teeth. Um, people not eating dinner. Toddlers um, choking. Yeah, all sorts of problems, and uh, you know, and some of uh, some of our rules, you know, might seem silly, but for our situ, you know, are, are just unique to our situation where I have toddlers, and so. You're not allowed buying anything with marbles. Yeah. You know, don't bring home marbles for or those, whatever. Or, or little uh, batteries or magnets. Oh, yeah, the teeny tiny bat. Well, it, we do have those, but they have to stay in a certain area. Yeah. But 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 they're just not allowed buying marbles because we've never had. Or balloons. Yeah. We, I, yeah. So, so, so. Because they're choking hazards. But That's the all. media, but the media thing, part of the reason we want to bring it up is because it's really hard once you give your kids the privilege to of of owning some of these things it's it's quite a bit of a fight to try to take that back once you've already given it now you still can but it's it's a certainly a harder path so right and we'll talk about yeah. some, we'll talk about some ideas on how to do that here in a minute yeah if 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 you are in that situation but i want i want to talk about what well, we've kind of talked about uh, video games but i want to talk about tv time where we typically use TV time as a reward. Yeah, and, and, and we, we, limit re- we it. really recommend that for everybody. And they've done all sorts of studies. And I, I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to even pretend to quote all these studies. But the studies show that TV that, that screen time can be detrimental to your health. And limiting screen time is actually a very healthy thing. Well, they always ask that at the pediatrician's office. Do you limit screen time to this much per right, day right. for your child? So, but we had, so we had, we were watching uh, a few years ago, we were watching the edited version of Breaking Bad. And if you've watched that show, I mean, Hannah, you remember that was, that's it, I still be talk one about of it the today. best directed, written, cast, just everything. Yeah, everything. It was, it was like, the, Every, all the pieces fell together like perfectly for that show. And so we, our, every episode, our kids were on the edge of their seats going, oh, what's going to happen next? And we like, well, if you do your jobs this week, you'll find out next week. Next what week, happens. we'll watch the next episode. And we had one child, though, one son who wasn't was, motivated by wasn't it. Interested, and it was weird because everybody else was. And I mean, we were sure it would be a show he would, he would and love. And it was right up his alley. And we, we even had, we had like 10-year-olds who were watching it like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, And it, it was great because we had all sorts of fun discussions afterwards about what the ethics and all that. But my one son who was older wasn't interested at all. We, that should have been a red flag. And it was a red flag, but I didn't know what it meant. I thought, huh, this really does seem like a show he would enjoy. And he wasn't engaged at all. And he'd just go off to his room or read a book or something. I'm like, that's so weird. And he wasn't motivated to do his job. And so it, the, the whole like, reward oh, kind of fell I flat. Get, well, at first we're like, I guess this isn't a reward that's a hot button for him. Yeah, I guess it doesn't work and- for everybody. We thought it did, but it didn't. <laughs> well, turns out he, that little stinker, had gone. And the show was so good 
that he went and downloaded some pirated version of it and watched the whole series on his own. Uh, (laughs) Stayed up all night. That's probably why he needed to go to bed. (laughs) Yeah. And stayed up, you know, for a whole bunch of nights in a row. And that's why he had lost the motivation to watch the show and didn't want to help out around the house. First of all, I'm sure he was exhausted because he'd been staying up late watching the show. But secondly, he'd already seen it. So it wasn't a motivation for him to sit down and watch it. Ha. If we had been able to lock down the media in the home, then that wouldn't have been a problem. So I guess that's just kind of a good example of of why how media would be very effective yeah, as a where motivator. Yeah, it took away a, a motivator that he actually needed and could have really benefited from. Yeah, you, you want to be able to use a TV time as or a, any screen time for as, that matter. A, 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 keep it as a privilege, so it motivates, helps motivate people through hard goals or, or things like that. But if they have unlimited access, like. Our, unwittingly our son did you know we didn't know we didn't know he did but he did it took away his motivation and it was a detriment to him yeah yeah it, it didn't affect me i was still developing my talents and doing my job it wasn't it wasn't a detriment to me it was a detriment to him yeah so, so do your kids a favor and just reclaim all the all the tv shows and just be in charge of that but, but that reminds me of another time where uh, a, a son of mine uh when he when the iPhones first came out, and it was the coolest thing. And we've, we've told the story before where uh, my son had, he was very good with money, and he saved up, like when he was eight, 10, somewhere around mm-hmm. there, had saved up like $100. And he, a coworker of mine, was getting rid of his old iPhone because he was getting a new one, and he offered it to my son, and my son paid $100 for this iPhone. And that was a mistake. That was a mistake, allowing my son to own the media. And what he did is he brought the device home and just like the other kid with the, the Xbox, we didn't see him again. And my son was in his room playing with that phone for hours upon hours, taking, just playing with the calculator, uh, looking at the weather app, looking at stocks, and taking literally hundreds and hundreds of photos of his bedroom. It was a colossal time waster for him yeah we thought oh, okay first day he's excited about it second third second fourth, day and after two, a couple three of weeks, weeks we're like, oh we're my, like okay. this isn't getting better no if uh, anything, it was it was an it became a weird obsession almost it was it was not healthy and that's all he wanted to do was stare at this little phone and play with it it would have been much more effective if we had said hey if you get your homework done, if you practice basketball, if you work on your musical talent, if you do the things that you, if you work on some of your goals, I'll let you play with it for two hours. On Saturday. But I should never have given it to him. Because by virtue of him owning it, he felt like it would only be fair that he could use it whenever he wants. And that's partially true. Like if I had let him buy it, but then said, oh, you can only use it on these days, he'll feel that resentment. Whereas if it's mine, and I'm like, hey, I'll let you use it. Then all of a sudden it's a reward. It It, it completely changes the dynamic. And I cannot stress how much we've, we've tried this with kids of all ages. And as soon as they own it, all of a sudden, with when you try to set restrictions on it, it's seen as you're controlling me. Yeah. And this was mine, and this is it's rightfully da- it mine. The relationship. Yep. Whereas, if, but they're right; it is rightfully. That's the problem. Yeah, they are right to a degree. Yeah, it and, is there. And so, I mean, but, granted, but they're using changes. my Wi-Fi. They're using my electricity. They're in my house, but it doesn't change that their brains. Again, their brains can't handle that level of responsibility and that processing of, well, it's mine. It's mine. Yes, but I get to decide. Yes, that. but son, it, it, you're in my house. <laughs> yes, Dad, but it's my phone. I bought it. Yes, son, but you're using my electricity. Yes, dad, but it's my phone. I bought it. I'm like, your parent. I'm supposed to monitor they, this. They, they can't, I've, they actually can't yeah. process that. So we, <laughs> that hasn't worked we out end, well. We ended up uh, having to buy the phone back from my son. I, I paid him a hundred bucks. I said, sorry, man, didn't work out. Gave him the hundred bucks and off we went. He was devastated. Yeah. And he thought we didn't love him and he was all upset about it. But that that was a, we, we tried it out. We let our, we let, that was the very first, I think, time where we're like huh letting our kids own the media and the devices hmm that's not a very good idea unfortunately we didn't totally learn our lesson because later 
we, we kind of chalked it up to him being immature and, uh, yeah, and too we were young. like, oh, he was too young. Later, though, Hannah, well, we had a our, lot of a lot of parents though go, I would never give my well, a lot of people do give their children iPhones, like mm-hmm. young young children iPhones. Now, when we did it, it was unusual because they were brand new and really expensive, and not very many people had them. But nowadays, a lot of people are giving their very young kids phones. Well, in our defense, nobody knew anything about mobile devices and smartphones. It was brand new. It was, <laughs> it was brand, yeah. So but, it was a rookie mistake. But, but, you know, I'll see a lot of people will say, oh, as soon as my kids are this age, then they can they can have their own phone. Right. And I was, and that was kind of what what we were, that was the next logical step that we took was, okay, yeah, too young for a phone. But how about when they turn 16? Yeah, because you can and they drive. Get, and they get their first job. Yeah, and you, or, can, you can drive, you can get a job. You actually, can... no, no, I'm missing a step. After that, we thought it was would be a safety thing, a good safety thing for everybody to have a phone. Well, that's true. Oh, that's true. And we ran into, it ended up being unsafe but we didn't um, we didn't seek that one out yeah we didn't seek that one out somebody that one, gave that one us landed phones. In our lap. It, that, um, was, that was actually kind of foisted on us but that's that's when i made the realization that i actually you know i'm i'm very busy i i have you realize that i do i'm <laughs> cooking and i like i i i have a lot of responsibilities and a lot of things going on and i realized smartphones and the computers i actually don't have enough time to keep up with what they can do. Yeah. Where, like, I was naive and thinking, oh, you know, you set restrictions on the phone and, and then it's fine. Mm-hmm. And you can just say, hey, you're, you're just going to have access to this, this, this. So naive, I didn't realize that every single kid at school goes, oh, you have restrictions on your phone? Oh, here's how you override it, or they just Google yeah. it. And so we haven't had very much luck. <laughs> but I realize, gosh, you know, this is more, I don't have the ability to keep up with all the. Your kids do, though. That's the thing. Is your but kids my kids have, have, have all the time more, in the world. way more time yeah. than I do. They have, more, they have all the time in the world to look up how to hack mom and dad's passcode. I remember one that was a, there was a young lady who had posted all the different hacks she had had to getting the passcode to, uh, to undo all the restrictions her, phone, her parents had put on her phone. One, she, had, she said, oh, before you hand over the phone to enter in the passcode, just coat the phone with a light layer of, of oil, and then you'll see where the fingerprint marks are when they enter in their passcode. I'm like... Oh, that's just all sorts of sneaky. Yeah, there's just a whole bunch of um, like I had a kid once. That's one of the hold, more clever ones I've seen. You know, hold an iPad over, like put it, be recording me while I entered typed in, in passcode. typed in a passcode. Yeah. I've had all this stuff happen, and I'm just like because they have way more energy and time to, I don't, to yeah. try to hack your passcodes. <laughs> it's than, like okay, so it's so much better and it's, easier if it's my device. No, like my phone is in my pocket. Most of the time, if the kids want to use it, I pull it out, enter my passcode, hand it to them, and then they hand it back. It's really that easy where I don't have to worry about whether or not they're on my phone doing funky things because it's my phone and it's a privilege for them to use and they know it. And if they abuse that privilege, they can't use it. And it's it works really, really well. There's no, I'm not damaging the relationship. They don't feel slighted if if they're not allowed to use it because I'm like, no, I'm using it right now. Sorry. Or, no, you know what, last time you, you, you were looking at this on the internet and you weren't supposed to, so, nope, I'm not going to let you use it this time. Like, it's a privilege, not a right. But yeah. if they own it, it seems like it's a right to use it whenever they want. And that's what we're trying to get away from and trying to avoid because there are so many problems that come from kids who have unlimited access to media. Well, even if they don't own it, if you previously had the rule set up of, oh, yeah, yeah, like you can use it whenever you want, mm-hmm. even that is hard to back away from. Where we this past year decided, oh my goodness, we really need to make sure all our devices are safe. 
and that that we know where they are. We know what. Well, what's part of on it is them. that they're mobile, so they could be in the backyard, they could be in the bathroom, <laughs> they could be in a bedroom and looking up stuff that's inappropriate, and no one's the wiser. Yeah, and so we we came up with a and system. Hannah, I don't want to say that we're fear mongering, and that's not what this is about. But you know, the internet is an amazing and awesome and glorious place, and I have. I love it. I love the internet. The, the amount of stuff I have learned oh, yeah. from the internet, that there's YouTube and Stack Overflow and, and, on the, and all these different things that, where I, I, these are places I enjoy going to, to expand my mind. And you've got uh, all the kids' classes and things like, like um, Duolingo and, and math, Mathematician. Oh, yeah. I the, use the computer with the kids but all the unfortunately, time. unfortunately, there's also a lot of really bad stuff on the internet, whether it's pornography or violence, or weird uh, uh, mentalities and thoughts, and 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 and, and people hurting each other, and the, you don't need that. And so yeah. there's got. And the, here's the problem: your kids are going to be exposed to these things. If they go looking for it, they're going to find it. That's just how it is. But you, as the parent, should not be ex- expediting that. <laughs> don't make the mistake of saying, hey, here you go. Well, it, it reminds me of um, one time there was a problem where we had a coach who was uh, doing a bunch, saying a bunch of things he shouldn't have been saying and, and cursing. And it, he was coaching really young kids. Mm-hmm. And and I, it, it, the head coach had a talk with, with the, his coaches, all his coaches. And he said, yeah, yeah, you know, th- yeah, they are going to hear bad words at school, but it's not your job to be teaching them them the bad words oh yeah you sure. know it shouldn't be coming from you right <laughs> you know that's not your job to be teaching someone else's kids how to use language like that or yeah they're gonna um, find it and they're gonna hear it if they're looking for it they're gonna find it don't you be the one introducing it to them yeah that's, yeah. that's not your job so i like that but i, I want to go to kind of the idea of when Again, because I, I can still hear some parents when they're when they're listening to this, going, you know what? That's not my kids. That that doesn't apply to my kids. You know, they're they're more mature than than your son was when he was eight years old using the phone nonstop. My my kids are more mature, and we did, Hannah. We went through that thought process of oh, when they're more mature, then they can handle the social media and the uh, access unlimited access to media. And that's unfortunately that didn't work out. Where we had our daughter, who. Was, was was being incredibly responsible. She went and found a job. She worked there for an extended period of time. She saved up uh, several hundred dollars yeah. and, and shopped for what she wanted, the exact uh, iPhone that she wanted. It was used, but she, she shopped around, got a great deal, uh, hundreds of hundreds of dollars. It shows up and it, she, she said, Mom and Dad, if I have this job and I, and I show that I'm being responsible, can I have an iPhone and can I have social media? And we're like, you know what? We are so impressed with how responsible you've been. Yes. Absolutely. 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 You're, you're at the age now where... And it would be a safety issue. You go on a date, you'll have a phone with you. We'd feel safer about that, you know, because she's going into the dating age. And, yeah. And if she's off on, you know, a dance team But or you whatever. also need it for work. And she, she needed, needed, she needed it, it for work, work. So I, your work can contact I, I, you. I felt good about that. And, and we said, you know what? And you can have these three social media platforms. Because, you know, even at, when we originally signed up for this, we said, you know, th- we looked into it and we're like, hmm... Some social media platforms are a no-no, where yeah. they're designed for bad things. And yeah. we're like, you can't, we don't want you on those. But these three, you know, they're, they're innocuous, they're, they're open. But, and here's the caveat, we said, uh, for each social media platform and all the accounts that you've set up, mom and I have to, one, we have to know the password. And number two, we can drop in and check at any, at any given moment what's going on. But, and you know what is interesting? Is she signed off and they should ask whatever you want, mom. Absolutely. 100%. And we've read articles now in the paper over and over again that that's good policy. If your kids have social media, if your kids are online at all, you should be checking in on them periodically. That's a healthy thing to do. And if the kids don't want you to, that should be a red flag. If your kids (laughs) don't want you checking their history or if they're always in incognito mode, that's a red flag. Something's going on, and you may want to lock down the computers and go, you know what, let's just take a break. Let's step back for a minute. You can use the public computer that's you know bolted here to the wall where everyone can see as we're walking by. Because right now, having a computer in your room, mm, maybe not the best idea. And just maybe take a step back. That really helps for some reason when there's, have a community device 
you know, a community computer where everyone can get on the internet and they're, you know, they're, they, it's all a shared account and it's kind of a public account. When people are walking by and it's in a public place, for some reason that really has a tendency to help with uh, the the any sort of, of shenanigans that may be going on. Or, you know, if your kids want to, need to text a friend, you can have a, you can either let them use your phone, which I don't know, I have mixed feelings about that. My, my kids using my phone because then their friends are texting me and it's weird. I'm like, I'm at work and I don't like that. Or maybe have a family phone that all the kids use, but it doesn't belong to the kids. It still belongs to the parents. And it's a privilege. Again, going back to this whole idea of the media and the right to use it or, or the media and the ability to use it is a privilege, not a right. And because it's a privilege, it can be lost. And so the kids are, and because mom and dad own it, the kids don't feel that it's a right. And it just puts the control back in the hands of the parent where it actually belongs. Oh, another thing that really helps is to like have your Wi-Fi set to turn off at certain times of night. It- I've, I've, I've actually seen parents who change it every other every other day. You know, and the, I've seen a meme where it's like, "All right, well, in order to use today to get today's Wi-Fi password, take out the garbage, wash the dishes, and sweep the floors." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like having the Wi-Fi turn off at a certain time at mm-hmm. night. Because uh, <laughs> there is the issue of kids having devices and you not knowing about it. Right. That's that's a problem we've we've dealt with, and I know other parents have dealt with where their kids have devices and have phones and internet, even though they're not paying for a phone plan or an internet f- plan. They just use free Wi-Fi right. wherever they go, and it's everywhere. And so, at the very least, though, if you're turning off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> at night that actually helps a lot and mm-hmm. you don't have there's no anxiety about what's going on in the middle of the night in the middle of yeah. the night because that tends to be a time I, I read in the wall street journal that especially like during the lockdown during covid a lot of very young kids were getting on the computer in the middle of the night like one in the morning two in the morning and a lot of stuff that was going on was really inappropriate and, well, but, what's the rule? Nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah, yeah so tell- so at least maybe your kids will be thinking clearer and not doing as stupid of stuff on if you have the Wi-Fi at home limited. But there's uh, they just keep coming up with more ways to get around it. Like, so so the easiest huh. thing is to just make sure you own and control the media. That that we just keep going back to that harping back to that where. If you, the parents, own and control the media, you will. You can't eliminate all the problems, but this really goes a long way to minimizing them. But anyway, back to my daughter. She responsibly had a, found, found a job, worked at the job, saved up the money, shopped for the phone, bought the phone, brought it home, and within two weeks, there are all sorts of problems. Within was, two weeks, was we incredible. went to check on her. It, it happened so fast, Hannah. I... And it still, it breaks my heart how quickly downhill. It was almost instant. She was not able to handle the social media. It was too much for her little teenage brain where, and and there are all sorts of problems where when it comes to social media, and I guess that's kind of where I'm going with this is social media, teenagers, adults have problems with navigating the world of social media. You can't burden your teenagers. We talked to that elderly man that was... um... It had, it was coming to look at our cows. Uh-huh. I remember and, him. And he was saying how his wife would, you know, he'd walk into the room, she'd be on the computer and, you know, quickly, it, you know, she'd hide the, tabs, she'd hide the yep. tabs and whatever. And she ended up, she ended up having like an affair. And, With some dude she met on the internet. On the internet and broke up their marriage of like, I don't know, they'd been married like 40, 40 years. 50 years. Yep. And, and he lost his wife and everything. Because so there the- are adults who are not able, like this is something hard for adults to handle responsibly. Yes, it is. And and, and so to, to burden your 16-year-old teenage daughter or 15-year-old teenage daughter or 13-year-old teenage daughter with this or son for that matter, here are all the problems. Just, just to name a few of social media. There's cyberbullying. There's screen addiction. And... and it, your kid can be on either side of that is yes, the thing. Yes, yes. And don't think for a second. <laughs> what also, it's been said, our police, the police department has sent out letters 
to the school saying, parents, please monitor your kids' yes. social media. And they're like, you know, you, you, you meet these kids. They, they seem like the nicest kids and, and so respectful. It's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, and, on the but internet. But you get on their social media accounts, and it is shocking some of the things that they are saying and doing and where you wouldn't know that they were the same people. Well, no, interesting, because then the and, college recruiters came into town, and they're like, hey, by the way, when we're recruiting for college, we look up all of your public profiles and everything that you've posted. And for some schools, they have a stack of papers, you know. Everything you've liked, every comment you've made. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, we had two boys at our at our high school who were Being successful recruited. football players. Mm-hmm. And they were shocked because when they went to these schools that they really wanted to play for high academic, highly rated schools Mm -hmm. that they wanted to play football for and waiting for them was a stack of paper some people's stack was little some people's stack was big and it turned out it was everything they had ever posted on social media Mm -hmm. and then it had little tabs on it and red flags flags on it Mm -hmm. it was everything inappropriate they anything ever, racist, anything racist, anything misogynistic, anything that was bad uh, language. Yep. And and it was like it was shocking where none of them ever expected. And that's part of the problem and with so, social media. Well, well, well we, we were like, wait a minute. If they're doing this for a cruddy college football team, what's going to happen in the future when you go apply for a job you want and you posted a bunch of stupid stuff when you were a teenager on social media thinking you were being cool or something like that and you made inappropriate remarks about women or you made Mm -hmm. you know or worse you know posted inappropriate pictures of yourself or or made racist comments yeah homophobic comments or whatever it may be what are you like what what were you thinking? It, it's just, it's not, it's something that could actually hurt them long term. Right. But, but, <laughs> but going, a, lot, a caveat to that, though, or a, I guess a continuation of that thought would be teenage brains can't think that far ahead. And that's part of the problem. And I, I know this is a tangent, so I'll be brief. But part of the problem is teenagers can't think ahead. They have a they have a forward focus of only a, a couple of months. Oh yeah, they like most. okay. It's so weird. They think that like one month is a really long period of time, and they're like, "Mom and Dad, why are you holding this over our heads?" You know, blah, I stopped blah, blah, that. Blah. I stopped that a month ago. I yeah, and you're like, "That was a month ago. You did X. <laughs> We're not recovered from that." But but in their minds, a month is like this long period of time and you're like um no but they, they've ah. done they've, again they've done tons of studies that teenagers they don't think more than a couple of months ahead they can't their brains aren't aren't able to do that they, they just can't now as you get older and as you're getting ready to graduate from high school and you're you know 17 18 19 years old yeah you're able to start th- thinking farther ahead in the future but 13, 14, 15 year old kids no they can't do it and so it just seems too far it's too far away and so and they also don't understand the concept of permanence, where things you put on the internet are permanent. They will come back to haunt you. Those things you put out there aren't just being aren't just being shown to your boyfriend or girlfriend. They're going to share it with somebody else, but it's on a server somewhere, and someone can get hacked, and all of a sudden, your inappropriate pictures or your inappropriate language or your inappropriate thoughts are now for the whole wide world to see. Or for the college of your choice or your future employer. Uh, employer. So, yeah, just don't give your kids that burden. Like, yeah. uh, uh, remove some of that burden. Okay, blah, blah. Th- that was just kind of a quick tangent. But I wanted to go back to all the problems with letting your kids have social media and how it will. It's basically kryptonite for your children because they'll get sucked into this vortex of social media and no longer be the amazing people that they can and should be. And it's, you know, things like cyberbullying, screen addiction, um, uh, health issues from, from being sedentary, you know, being on the computer or the phone for hours and hours rather than going and riding a bike or playing basketball or, or, or doing something fun outside. Um, there's uh, the, the new thing, FOMO, F-O-M-O, the, the fear of uh, missing out, you know, that, that anxiety of, oh, so-and-so is doing such and such and I'm not doing it and I should be doing this and there, there's this, this social activity and I'm not. 
you always feel like when you're on social media, oh, I missed out on that. And I missed out on that. And I, I don't know what's going on. And it's this, or boy, that's... Or comparing yourself uh, and, and then well, wondering no, that, why you're left out. And that goes right into social anxiety, peer pressure, blackmail, depression, and even suicide are all associated with extended social media use. And again... Hannah, you and I are not experts. And yeah, legit, but you and I have been affected by almost have, all those negative side effects. We have seen all actually, <laughs> we've seen all but one personally. Yeah. And it's really, really difficult. And it could have been avoided if we had never let our children own a social media account and to not let them own the devices with those media accounts on them. So, so th- yeah, so we, you know, we're we have more experience with younger kids than with teenagers. Even so, we've had quite, I, we've, I guess we've had more experience with teenagers now than most people do. But we've, we've found that our teenagers who... We have a 19-year-old, an 18-year-old, a 17-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and almost a yeah. 12-year-old. So, so we found that our kids At the who... time of this recording, we feel like we have extended teenager experience. <laughs> We will we're, have more in the future. We're going to have a lot more in the future. Anyway, I'm sure all my hair is going to be white. Anyway, but my point is that when our kids who we let have, you know, our older teenagers who we let have social media and phones were not as happy as our teenagers of the same age who didn't have social media yeah. and did not have did not have phones. No, that's anecdotal, but it was for Hannah, for you and me, for it was me, day and night. Yeah. Where, where the it, kids who were on social media and in that little world were infinitely more upset, angry, sad, depressed than the kids of, yeah, of we haven't similar had to, age. And, and it could be that it's just different personalities. Yeah, it could be. And so, you know, this is, you know, just maybe it just happened to be this way, but it, it has been so different that for us, we're like, oh my goodness, they are so much happier. They're working on their talents. Mm-hmm. They're actually more social, and they're actually they're, more they're, social than they're, they're, they're not just. On media. They're they're uh, <laughs> very popular. They're very popular in school, and they're. It hasn't affected their popularity or their ability to to do well and, and interact with their peers. Right. Well, and so, because that's always a fear. Oh, but everybody else has it. Other people have it. So if your kid doesn't, they're going to be left out. And, and that's not true. It's not true. Not true and at all, do, If people say that to you, they they don't know. Because I've, I've now witnessed it myself. The two that have gone through high school and did not have that are very happy and very social and very popular and very popular now uh, but you said hannah that the two kids who had social media were way more upset and dour and depressed and angry than the two that didn't and that could be personality and you're absolutely right but we did we had another experience with one child where we she went from being a happy child to a miserable child back to being a happy child and what happened was during a brief period, we made the mistake of allowing our kids unlimited access to the internet. We had no filters. We had no well, time we, limits. we had some filters. Well, we had some filters, but you for, know. for the most part, and and we didn't have any time limits. And what she, this one daughter, went from a, you know being a, the, your typical teenage girl to being an extremely dour, upset negative yeah. teenage girl and we couldn't figure it out With until positive to say and, this, and it was and, it was a almost overnight this change and we're like what in the world within a couple of just a couple of weeks she went from a, a regular girl to a like a kiss Kristen stewart from twilight dour mopey like just bleh. and we and thought oh gosh it's her being a, a teenager it's a until phase one day for i a caught diff- her yeah. on the computer and I listened to some of the music she was listening to, and I'm like, this is garbage, first of all. It wasn't music that we owned as a nope, family. Nope. It was just music she was getting off of YouTube. And it was promoting things that we don't agree with, and it had a very strong vibe that we don't, I don't prefer in my home. And she was also, this, this same girl, was also reading these teen, kind of teen fantasy books where the characters were treating each other like garbage. And she was 
this cute little daughter of mine was acting out what she was listening to in the music and what she was reading on the page. And you know what the solution was? All we did, Hannah, was we'd like, oh, you know what? It's time to put all the computers away and limit the access and also no longer going on those sites. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah. Well, and, well the and, computers well, the, that could be taken around, we ended up limiting what sites they could go right. to. And so they could only go to certain sites. And, and the uh, effect was amazing because all of a sudden she went back to her normal teenage bubbly self. Her personality went right back to the way it was. And Hannah, the way she it. started treating her siblings oh was gosh, like completely like, different. Yes. Where it, it went from she was so negative and, and, so, and, and disrespectful to adults too. Oh, that was the other yeah, thing. Yeah, because like we'd have teachers and stuff. And so and so, but, so for for her... All we had to, because we already owned the computers, it wasn't a big deal. All we had to do was go, you know what, that, we're, we're, that privilege is no longer available. And yeah. we just locked it down. And that was, that was easy. But I, I want to go to this well, kind well, of... Well, now she can have two hours of computer time a day, but right. it's in... Public space. Um, it's in, in an area. It's, it's actually in the office where you work. And it's and monitored. But interestingly, because her time is limited... She doesn't waste her time listening to to music that she that, that that's depressing and reading books that are dumb. She actually takes her time. She's like, oh, I only have two hours, and she does all these Photoshop tutorials and develops her talents because she knows I only have so much time on the computer. It was the funniest thing by limiting access it made her use her time better it made her use the internet better yes because it was it was it, the weirdest oh thing. i only have two hours you would think and oh it's a punishment to your kids you're gonna you're gonna you're limiting the, the, their creativity no the exact opposite yeah was the case she really she really blossomed after we limited the internet so it was the opposite of what what you would think would happen it's really weird but it's but true that's and we've experienced happened. it but so I think it does show that media has an effect on people. Absolutely. And I, you know what? I worked in Hollywood for, what, 18 years where I saw firsthand how they make music, how they make TV shows, how they make movies. It's not an accident. It's not some people in a in a room recording and having fun. No, it is very calculated. It is very it, they have it down to a science, Hannah. They know exactly what they're doing and how to affect people's moods. They can. They know how to make people happy. And they know how to make people sad. They know how to make people feel all sorts of emotions. They have it down to a science. It is big business here, and they know exactly what they're doing. And so if someone were to try to convince me that, you know, oh, the music people listen to doesn't affect them, I say, bologna sandwich. That is a big, fat um, bunch of bologna. I know better because I've seen it with my own eyes. I've done it myself. I know how to manipulate media and, and stuff to make people feel things. That, that's what we do professionally. So, I'm a professional manipulator. I, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I would manipulate on a daily basis. I would go to work and I would manipulate. Actually, that was my on my door. It said, Mr. Manipulator. That was my title. Oh, that's that's really cool. <laughs> no, that wasn't my title. But the, the idea is Hollywood knows what they're doing. But I want to go back to this idea of limited versus prohibited. Where... It, for in our family, obviously, you know, music, TV shows, movies are not prohibited, but they are limited. But there are some things, and, and by, by limited, I mean mom and dad control when and where and how and what the parameters are for when they're being consumed. And it helps, and we use those things as leverage to get our kids to better themselves. But there are some things that are prohibited in our home. For example, pornography. That's just not allowed. We don't, we don't allow pornography in our home. And so when the kids, you know, if they, if they own their own devices... What's to keep them from downloading or buying or viewing pornography? There isn't, there, there's nothing to stop them from doing that in, in my own home. But if I'm the one who's in control of the devices, I can at least to a degree limit that and make sure that that doesn't come into my home. Yeah, at least kind of make it so your house is a sanctuary from that. You know, you, yeah, I get exposed to that at school or whatever, but isn't it nice to be able to come home and have a space where... That sort of garbage isn't. There's that that respect for human life and respect right. for people's bodies, and not that stress of having that around. Well, and the same it's, thing. But the same thing goes with like video games or music or anything else where we don't allow. We don't have music with certain words in it. We just that's not allowed in my home. It brings a bad feeling. It brings with it a bad feeling. Um, and or ultra violent video games where just. 
don't need that. We don't, we don't allow that in my home. So some things we limit and other things we prohibit. And every family is different, but it'd be a really good idea to get, again, in family council, get everybody together and say, hey, you know what, mom and I, we've talked about it and these are our thoughts. We think that this video, these video games are fine, but these ones, yeah, you know what? They're not allowed anymore. Or, you know, these movies, we've had these for years and these ones, you know what? We don't need those in our home. Whatever it is, you need to kind of delineate between limited versus prohibited. But we think everything, all the media should definitely be limited and some should be prohibited altogether. And that's that's a personal choice of what you want to prohibit. But you might as well be, be, be specific about it and, and be deliberate about it and sit down and talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also want to talk about when, when you're coming up with what's limited versus prohibited, consider what is kryptonite for your children. For some kids, TV is kryptonite, where as soon as they you turn on the TV, they zone out and they're gone. Maybe that's not a good reward for them. Maybe you're fueling some sort of future addiction. Maybe you don't want to go there. Same with video games. Um, other kids, you know, TV is a reward. Great. But, and Hannah, you had, yeah, you, 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 know, you know a person who, when the TV would turn on, they would sit there and they would never get up. If there was a fire, they would get burned alive rather than get up and stop watching TV. That <laughs> it was just an addiction for them and it would have been better if the the parents of this individual would have come up with a better reward, a different reward for him. Mm-hmm. Because he just had, you know, that personality where TV was, unfortunately, it was not a, a, a good reward. It, it should have been prohibited for him personally. And that depends on the kid. You know, for some kids, maybe video games could be a reward and others, hmm. No, that's a bad idea. You don't want to go down that path with them because it's kind of similar to alcohol where some people are like, oh, you know, I I drink socially. I drink, you know, a glass of wine, whatever. Yeah. Once a week or with it when I'm at a party or whatever. Whereas other people, they have one glass of wine and or or an alcoholic drink and they're an alcoholic. (laughs) They can't, you know, it ends up controlling them. And so different bodies, different personalities, you know, have different weaknesses and But the cool thing is, as as parents, you have unique insights into your children. So you can know, and you can learn pretty quickly, like what what things you should should have in your home and that should be a reward and should be limited or what things, you know what, we're just not even going to go there. Mm -hmm. We don't, don't need that prohibited, don't need it in our home. Uh, quite a few years back, a, a construction worker was at our house and he was commenting about my kids. And I said, oh, do you have kids? And and he was older than I was. And he was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I have, you know, an older son or whatever. And then he got really serious. And I don't know why he shared this with me because we had just met. He said, you know, the biggest mistake I ever made as a parent, and this was a guy, I mean, he wasn't, he didn't seem like ultra religious, but he got, he was kind of sad. And he said, you know, the biggest mistake I ever made as a parent was giving my son a TV and a, and a DVD player for him to keep in his room. And, and he said, yeah, my, I didn't realize my son was getting addicted to pornography and it ended up changing the rest of his life. Like the events that happened after, after that, it felt like I lost my son. That's and awful. it was like, it was really sad where it was like, I think he was looking at my kids going, I wish I could go back to this time and I could have my kids like this and never have made that never that opened little, that door and it was a present yeah. you know it was a present it was something because he wanted to do something nice for, for his son, son and it yeah. ended up hurting his son and so having it in his bedroom unlimited access mm-hmm. uh it it was not doing he, he all his all the potential he saw in his son you know growing up and he's like oh out. yeah it ended up not going in the direction that this dad wanted and it was really sad but that was I mean that he was talking about before the internet I think parents now have even it's even tougher right where sure where and and don't like beat yourself up about this because quite frankly it's a new world um, this is just it Hannah you and I have been incredibly vigilant 
And even then, you know, we were like, we would, we were, were blindsided by some of these problems because nobody knew the previous generation. We couldn't go ask your parents, Hey, what do you do about this? Cause they didn't know either. And as you mentioned, they were having the exact same problems because it's yeah. a, it's a new world where these are not problems that the previous generation knew Had about. To deal with. And so I guess kind of we're, I don't know, the clarion call of, Hey, uh, uh look out. We're, we're, we're trying to uh, set up, a, a, a the, the, the warning signs. Hey, here are some things to avoid. But a lot. So 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 far, we've we I think we've kind of touched base on video games, TVs and movie TV and movies, music, internet, social media. We haven't really talked about uh, magazines and other print materials, but we did kind of mention books. But now I wanted to talk about, as we mentioned earlier, what to do. Well, when, oh, um, oh, did you have a comment? Yeah, the one comment I had about books is, it's funny, you know, growing up in the 80s or whatever, I wouldn't have thought it a big deal for my kids to have their own library card. You know, you're like, yeah, sure, you're old enough to have your own library card to return the books responsibly. But I was kind of troubled when I realized my kids in high school could get their own library cards for the school, the high school library, only to realize that they had like erotic teen fantasy books at the library. What the heck? And I'm like, whereas when I was a kid, they kind of kept things classy at the library. They didn't the have... school library. But a, a school library. And Good so grief. we're like, the parents have no monitoring. All the kids have a library card and... and Unfettered access and to unfettered this. access to some of this stuff I would never, ever want in my home. Mm-hmm. And, or have your kids exposed or, or to give yeah. permission for my kids to check those out but i the same thing with the public libraries now and also like you can digitally check out books like with your public library there well, that was the problem we were having with my one daughter she yeah. was using your library yeah. card to check out books so but you go to those apps and if you give your kids the passcode to it then you realize wait a minute there's erotic books here there you know all this, and you're like, okay, why is our public funding going to buying more porn or things like that? But it does, and that's at the libraries now. And so, so I, you know, 20, 30 years ago, I would have said, yeah, get your kids a library card. That's good for them. That will nope, help not them. Anymore. Times have changed. We're kind of in a different. Different uh, era. We really we're are. in a different era, and so and it's happened very quickly. The Hannah, same. Even even since we started having children, it's changed. Yeah. So, but, okay, so we promised at the beginning that we would talk about what to do if you've already gone down the path and your kid does have a TV in their room or they already have an Xbox or they already have a phone and they have a bunch of apps and they got a social media account. What do you do? Well, quite frankly, there's only one solution and that is adoption. (laughs) Ship them out and let somebody else take the problem because there's nothing you can do. No, they're, it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be pretty because what's going to happen is kids become very attached to their things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just human nature. What you're going to have to do, again, going back to the whole family council, say, hey, you know what? You have infinite potential. You are an amazing person. You have these superpowers and we want to reward you for developing those and work ethic and all these. And, and it's going to help you in the future. And we're mom and dad and we love you. And this is what we want for you. Unfortunately, there's a couple of things that are going to have to happen. One, and this is what we suggest. We suggest a buyback program. Say, you know what, Johnny, I appreciate that you bought this DVD player or that, you know, grandma and grandpa bought you that TV for Christmas, but it's not, we're locking down the media. Mom and dad, as effective immediately, mom and dad are the only ones who own any media in the home, including the devices that play the media. And that means that we're, that we now own your TV. We're going to pay you, you know, fair market value, whatever. And your kids are going to yell and scream and be so upset. But you know, you know what? If you do it in a, in a spirit of love and they know that, they may fight you. But deep down inside, they'll know, you know what? Mom and dad really do care about me and they want what's best for me. And hopefully, if they have a modicum of, of sense about them, they'll, they'll know deep down inside it's for the best anyway. Because they were wasting time watching stupid shows or they're wasting time on social media or they're wasting time texting well into the night or whatever it may be. And they'll be like, you know what? They may never admit it, but they'll know and they'll appreciate mom and dad really do care about me. They really do love me. 
and they really do what want what's best for me. And then, of course, once they start developing their talents and, and abilities, and there's some kids that'll never see that. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, this, this is best case scenario. Best but case scenario. It, oh. at, on some level, though, they cannot deny that mom and dad do care about them. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's what we suggest. If you've, if your children own some of the media or some of the devices in the home, do a buyback program. Yeah. And put that money into their savings account and say, you know what, this is going to go into your spending plan. You'll be able to use that to buy you know, to towards scout camp this year or towards dance camp or towards your clothing budget or whatever it may be. And that's what we suggest. But it, it, it's once again, it's easier if if you don't have to do that. Well, not, like if you don't have to go backwards, it's right. easier to prevent, like not even right. go there in the first place. But and that's just it. You know, there, there are some, there are clearly some limitations to using this approach because kids can, you can't keep your kids from getting phones. Like their buddies at school, give them a phone or you know, just some grandma and grandpa will try to sneak them a phone or whatever it may be. You know, that you can't, or they'll go to the public library and, and they'll get their own card or they, they'll find ways around this. So it's not a perfect system, but you. As we said before, you know, the kids are going to learn how to, they're going to learn bad language. They're going to hear bad language. Well, yeah, but you're not going to be the one introducing it to them. And And they're going to at least remember that in your home, there was a different feeling there. Right. And, and, and we discovered, you know, happier kids, they, they don't have phones or social media. And, you know, and we talked about this too, Hannah, where you can, you can give your kid a phone and put all these restrictions on it, but it takes them all of 10 seconds to, to Google it and figure out how to overcome it. So the best bet. The, the, the most effective is for mom and dad to own and control all the media in the home and use it as a reward to leverage your kid's behavior. Use it as a, le- use it as a reward to encourage and motivate your kids to develop their, their superpowers and work ethic. And it, it'll, it is very effective. So if you like what you hear in this podcast, please tell your friends. They may want to listen to. They may have questions that we're helping answer. If you have a suggestion for a future podcast, go to our website under support and click contact us. Send us an email and we'll we'll get right on it. And that's it for today. Enjoy some Falcon Jasper terrifically turbulent tunes. We'll see you next time.